Good morning, campers! Have no fear, happy campers is here. It's a summer camp-themed podcast where we reminisce about the stuff that we missed, about the best summers we ever had. And there will be reflection and lots of introspection and a great selection of guests that will stop by. So grab a glass of bug juice, relax, and say hi to both your hosts. We're Julie and Sammy, your podcast family. We're going to start the show. Hey, happy campers. Welcome to our lovely new episode. Um, Sammy's here. And Julia. Um, we have a super fun episode today. So I don't know if any of you have heard of this book, but it's called Camp Camp. Kind of the Bible of summer camp. It is. It's called Camp Camp, where Fantasy Island meets Lord of the Flies. And it's this awesome book that I've had for like 10 years now um, that compiles like all these pictures and stories and clips and stuff about like growing up going to summer camp in like the 80s and 90s um it's great mine is like very has a ton of post-its in it from where our personal camp walden was um mentioned but we have another camp walden alum not our camp walden the michigan camp walden um rebecca shapiro shapiro how do we say shapiro shapiro is here with us rebecca for having me thank you for having for coming on and she has a story in this book (laughs) it's Um, one of our favorite stories too yeah so first before we get into the story like tell us a little bit about your camp experience and the other camp walden sure so I went. I grew up in Chicago, and my first experience at sleepaway camp was a camp called Manitowish, a YMCA camp in Boulder Junction, Wisconsin. Okay. It was a canoeing, hiking, outdoorsy, backpacking camp. And so every year we did something called the trail. Um, and depending how old you were was how long was the number of days that you would go out. So I d- it was a lot of canoeing, a lot of portaging, a lot of getting leeches on your toes. I was very... Wait, that's like super intense. If you're nine years old, you go out for nine no, days? Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, it was more about like what grade you were going into. And oh, that, okay, that okay. corresponded with the number of days, okay, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. But yes, it was very intense. This was not... This was very like... Um, it was hardcore. It was not the kind of... East, it was a very different experience yeah. that I had when I went to my East Coast camp a few years yeah. later. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so that was your first camp experience, and then you, how old were you? So I did Manitowish from uh, ages 11, 12, and 13. Now, in Chicago, people didn't go to sleepaway camp okay. as early as they do in the East Coast. Okay. Because my now my daughter is, is 13, yeah. and she's been going to her camp since she was 9. And my son is 10, and he started last year. Okay. But in Chicago in the late 80s, we went a little bit later. And 11 was like a normal age yes, to go to camp. very, very age appropriate. Okay. <laughs> and then you uh, switched camps? Yeah. So I had, I think I had, was aging out of Manitowish. I could not bear the thought of doing another canoe trip for however many days. Oh, so that's my was, question. Did you like Manitouish? I did. I think it gave me a very good foundation. Okay. Um, but it was, you know, it was not, it was the real deal. Like I said, there were, it was Midwestern. We were in the Porcupine Mountains. We were in the lakes. And it was a lot of setting up your tent yeah. and making food. And It was like true camping it was real, camp. It was, it, it was like old school, like, like generation like uh, the baby boomers generation kind of you know outdoor experience yeah now my father loved it it was I think he really pushed me into it because he was I think he thought it gave gave me character to, yeah. to be portaging a canoe 
That it, did. it does. It my certainly ki- does. My kids aren't portaging canoes. Um, sorry. Canoes. What is portaging? You know what exactly. portaging is? What oh, is it? when you carry a canoe about like up a bunch of people carry them yeah, on yeah, their yeah. shoulders. Yeah. It's called portaging. And okay. at Walden, we had a song about it. Did you um, portage? I portaged, but I didn't know I was por- portaging. Port portaging. <laughs> That's what we did when we never heard it. <laughs> Clearly, wasn't down by canoe dock enough. <laughs> it was when we were counselors, not when you, we were campers. Um, missed it. Sorry. Um, okay, so you so you aged out of Manitouish. Yes, and I think I was the, the leeches were getting to me. Oh, sure, so many of them. And then even I, just one is a little. <laughs> and then I wanted something really different, okay. so we found yeah. a camp called Maine Teen Camp hmm. in Keyser Falls, Maine. I think it's still around, hmm. and it was heaven. It was there were kids from all over the world. Um, I had a boyfriend named Juan Pablo Perez. Mm-hmm. What from did he go on to Rio be the Piedras, <laughs> right? uh, Puerto Rico? Okay, you know he was like my first boyfriend. Every night there were dances. There were a lot of making out in the woods. It was really fun. <laughs> I'm sure your dad was stoked. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't like that one yeah, as much. I to keep a lot of the information away from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah of yeah. course. So you. So how long did you go there? That was just the year. Okay. And then the next year I went to Wellesley. This, the Wellesley has like a high school students. It's called Expo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's basically like, a ca- you know, like you practice camp, being school. at college. Yes. Kind of, but like you live in dorms. You live in dorms and they have college students teaching classes. Mm-hmm. Like I remember one class, we just strung Mastacholi on a string. And I never quite understood. Uh, I think it was a sociology class. Oh. But I was a little unclear about why we were doing that. Sure. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Um, What's Mastacholi? I don't know what that is. Yeah, <laughs> or like the pastas. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. And we had rope, and we were putting. Oh, it's it just on. like an art oh, class. To like dry out the pasta <laughs> when you it make was it. Something, it, w- it was a sociology class, and I never, to this day, I don't know why. I we think did you, that. there was an experiment okay. on you <laughs> that no one raised their hand and was like, "What the hell? What are, are we doing?" doing? <laughs> That's very possible. Uh, and then they had like regular, like fun activities when yes. you weren't in class. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Getting us ready for college. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I did something like I that. I did something like that yeah. too. Different um, from camp. Like, socially, there's right. things, My dad different. liked to call it, like, the perfect step between camp and college. Yeah, yeah. That's it's, a nice um, way to say it. Yeah, he was like, you have more autonomy, but you're still supervised. Right. Yeah. Um, and then how did you end up at the Michigan Camp Walden? Well, in between, um, I went to, the following summer, I went to, I did a teen tour mm-hmm. um, in, to Israel. Okay, But cool. through an English group called Habonim Dror. Um, and then the following summer, I was a day camp counselor in Chicago. Wow, okay. so many experiences. I know, you've had so many camp experiences. It's a packed yeah. camp resume. <laughs> sure is. Um, Not just a one and done no, all no, through. This continues. is like, we're at like seven or eight right now. Okay, keep going. And then I just had this vision. I, I always wanted to be a sleepaway camp counselor. Yeah. I just, I maybe I'd seen too many movies or heard too many stories. Well, you grew up in camp. Like, right. I yeah. Too. Yeah. Um, so I think I applied to a handful of camps mm-hmm. my freshman year in college, and I guess I got a call back from Walden, <laughs> and the rest is history. Aww. Walden in Michigan. Not yeah. 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 Not we would have known. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Wow. And so, uh, how many years did you end up being at Walden? Oh, it was one year. Just oh. one year. But it was one big special year. Yes. And the reason that it was only one year is because I was not invited to return. Oh. Well, dun dun was, dun. This is invitation. the juice. This yes. is the juicy. Oh. Were yeah, you like a, tr- a rabble rouser or? I think there were a few things. Okay. That, um, that probably prevented a return in yeah. invitation, but the one that stays with me is at the end of camp. 
when all my friends and I were driving back to Chicago, everyone had packed their cars and was lining up to get out. And everyone got out and went over to say thank you to the camp director, whose name was Larry Stevens, (laughs) to say thank you so much. Thanks. This is a great learning experience. And I refused. Why did I have to say thank you to Larry? I didn't like him. (laughs) So I sat in the car. And all of my friends left the car and did their handshake and whatever. And I suffered. Because the next, the next year, all the letters went out. And all of my friends were invited back. Did Rebecca they all also in. hate him? Yeah, but they uh, But they I knew how to, like, kiss the hand, the, right. you know, he knew, kiss the ring. Don't look I, a gift horse in the mouth or whatever. <laughs> I just, that is one of the lessons I always tell people. Like, you just, sometimes you have, to, you always should be the bigger person. Yeah. I just, at 18, didn't yeah. know that yet. Yeah. Right. And Larry held a grudge, it yeah. sounds like. I think there were a few other issues. Yeah. Perhaps I um, I overheard one of my campers, Allison, tell her friend Margo that she had her period. And then I told another counselor. And I was a teenager myself. I didn't I wasn't, yeah. you know, yeah, like I didn't how know any supposed better. to handle that? And then the friend heard and reported me. So there was, was a little like a bit of drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I All still right. owe them apologies. I have it's on my list of you things also, to do to you, find their emails. You owe Larry a thank you, it sounds like. Yeah, I think Larry's <laughs> moved on. But I should thank his daughter, I think Liz, who runs yeah. the camp. Um, okay. But did you have a good time that summer as Oh, it was fabulous. You loved it. Yeah, I okay. loved everything about it. Was what did the you staff like accepting? I know cuz just cuz you were new and you hadn't been there as a camper or something, did you feel like you you kind of clicked and were accepted by the rest of the staff and the campers? Well, the, there were different groups, like mm-hmm. fractions as I'm sure you guys mm-hmm. yes, remember. Yes, always clicking this with the counselors. Yes. And so there were like the cool kids from the suburbs of Detroit mm-hmm. that had been going there their whole lives and, and were now counselors mm-hmm. and were like at University of Michigan or Michigan State. And then there were the British kids that mm. came in through Camp America. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there were the other, like the other group of the kids that just were like me that were applying, looking for fun summer jobs. Okay. And I think I sort of floated in and out because mm. I could work with all of the groups. Yeah. 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 yeah a little p- part of me was part of each group. Did you, uh, was it, is it the kind of camp where like you, teach like the counselors each teach us activity or a kind where the counselors go around with the kids or both well I was assigned an activity okay um I was a I was a canoe assistant canoe instructor okay oh, so Be- sounds like your canoe skills <laughs> yes they're not bad and because I because had of canoe- her portaging right. I know <laughs> early days because I had canoed at Mattoish yeah I knew a little bit yeah um so so I was a, so the the big guy Rich ran the canoe department and I was his assistant. Okay. So we would take the kids out for like a night, oh, and I was cool. kind of I On would trips. just yeah, yeah I would kind of do what Rich told me, um, but I but yeah that was my department. I might have done I might have taught a little bit of arts and crafts, but I remember spending a lot of time in canoeing and then my boyfriend at the time martin jones he taught windsurfing oh so there was this incredible exhilarating feeling when we were both at the water sports that's in the story mentioned in the story yeah and i was teaching my thing and i would look over and see him like windsurfing with the hair blowing we would like exchange a grin okay wait so let's get into martin okay like so martin was part so you said you would kind of dip in and out of the three different groups and one of the groups was the british counselors yes and Mr. Martin was in this group. Yes. So Martin Jones and I met probably the first or second night of camp. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a bar down the road called the Pines, and we'd all go there at, at night and drink lots of beers mm-hmm. and play the jukebox. 
Hmm, and so yeah, it was very cute. I was 18. Martin was 20. Mm-hmm. I think he was entering his third year of college. He grew up in a little town called Amesbury, outside Salisbury, and was going to a college called Crew and Alsager College outside Manchester. Okay. And he was the, I mean, there was nothing, there was nothing cooler than Martin Jones. I mean, his picture, he looks like he could have starred on Dawson's Creek. Like this picture right here, we're going to post it. Yeah. He, he is so (laughs) handsome. Yeah, that's 1990s dream boat. Yeah. I mean, he said that picture says it all. (laughs) Um, okay, so you met on the second night of camp. Yes, at the Pines. I think I was eating, I was drinking beer and, e- beer and eating the crust from the pizza because that was a time when you don't eat, it was the fat-free era. So we only ate carbs, not cheese. Sure. it was too fattening. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, and he, had a, he brought a guitar to camp and oh. he was obsessed with a British group called the House of Love. And so he would be, he would like be playing on the guitar and singing and there'd be a bunch of us like crowding around him. Yeah. In love. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think very quickly he was, he was excited to be in America. Yeah. He wanted a, an American girlfriend. So it, it just sort of clicked right away. Did you feel like you were competing against some of the other girls who also had crushes on him? Well, for the girls from the Jewish girls from Michigan were just not interested in him. Sure. This was, they, they wanted, wanted a, nice Jewish, a Jewish boy. boy. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was one woman who came in, and uh, she was a little bit older than me, and like was sinking her claws into him. Uh-huh. Second session, I, for some reason, she was she was a counselor. Second session, mm-hmm. so it was a little stressful. When and she you guys got were there. already together by that yeah. point. Yeah, and and she like, saw. Yeah, off. get the fuck off. And I think <laughs> exactly. there was some like walks in the forest for the. I I don't know the exact details, mm-hmm. but I remember being. Feeling very threatened of her. Okay, uh, sure. She and I were also friends, but I wasn't sure if her frenemies. Motives, it yeah. sounds yeah, like yeah, like she's trying was... to get close to be like, mm, what's her issue? <laughs> yeah. mm. Um, and so you and Martin, like, what did this summer romance look like? You would canoe over yes, while he was teaching that. windsurfing, and we would always try to plan our days off right. so we could be together. Do you guys remember like that? Those days off so important never a counselor but i do yes (laughs) and we would plan activities a big group of us so like go hiking and like sleeping bear dunes yeah 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 we spent a lot of time at dairy queen (laughs) of course on the way back to camp we'd stop and get the smoothie ice cream and french fries yeah. yeah um and then, of course, hanging out at night after the kids were in their bunk. Right. Because some nights you were on and some nights you were off. But the nights that we were both off and we got to go to the Pines, like, that was just is this magic. A, this is a co-ed camp? It's a co-ed camp. So he was a boys counselor and you, he had a, a bunk of boys yes. and you had a bunk of girls. And okay. how old were the bunk of girls that you were with? Uh, I had girls going into sixth grade. Okay. Like 11, or seventh 12. grade, sorry. Yeah. 12, yeah, 12, 12. Seventh grade, yeah. Did yeah, yeah. you, just a little bit sidetracked there, did you like them? Did you guys click? I, I think I was, um, I wasn't uh, the best. I don't, you know, I think I was friendly with them, but I'm not, you know, I, that wasn't, I don't think it was natural for me. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I had to do, I had to work a little hard to, to, to bond with them. Sure, sure, say. sure. Because if I was only 18, I mean, they were close and yeah they're close yeah Yeah. it's i I think it's experience some people are just not like i was never so good i lived with little little kids my first summer and i'm just like not that good with them like i couldn't connect that well with the little little kids i did a lot better with like the 13 to 15 year olds it just like depends on who your strengths are you know exactly did they know about your relationship (laughs) with martin i think they're um yes they're some of the girls had friends, yeah. boy, boys they were friends with in Martin's bunk. So there was a little bit of whispering. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay, so summer goes on. You and Martin are together. Yes, it was great. And that August after camp ends, Martin and his two friends, David and Gerard, uh, they bought a station wagon and they drive to Chicago. Um, and they, I like how we can casually buy a station wagon in 1992. How happened, right? Like how but much they did they pay for? Like Nothing. 700 bucks Nothing. probably. Yeah, yeah, they probably put their whole, what they made that summer yeah. into it. Because their plan was like, so camp for them was just the beginning. Right. right. They were they had their station wagon and they were going to be traveling around the country. Well, they got like a, do. yeah, like a tourist visa or whatever that's two months or however long. Right. Yeah. So they show up in Chicago and I don't, I remember that, I remember that they came over to my house my parents were out, not there, and my sister, who was 16 at the time and was, like, in her absolute peak, 5'10", 80 pounds, long blonde hair, <laughs> walked downstairs into the living room with a hairbrush and, like, a crop top and tight jeans and just sat there brushing <laughs> her hair ever so slowly. Oh and the look on their face was just, they were, they'd never seen anything. Like, she was, like, a creature, oh this very God. creature. Like, walked out of yeah. a movie and into your house. So then, so that was one moment. Then I ended up going back to college at the end of August. I was going into my sophomore year at Connecticut College. And the and Martin, David, and Gerard show up. And again, the station wagon. They drove east. They drove. They drove. They showed up in the middle of the night. <laughs> like, I got a phone call from the campus phone at 1 o'clock, like, your guests are here. Wow. <laughs> so somehow, I don't think school had started yet. It was, like, pre-cross-country season. Yeah. So I was able to get a room for the friends to stay in. And Martin's day with me. And again, that was magical. Three ni- three days we spent together. He made me my second mixtape then. And I just have this memory of him like on the floor in front of like my boom box, you know, like mixing tapes and recording and writing down, making the, the list track for list. Me. Yeah. yeah. Wait, did he make you a mixtape while you were at camp? He made me one at camp. I have two mixtapes from him, okay. which I, I brought. Um, yeah, one of them is in the book. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I got the second one when he came to visit me. Uh, in, in college right okay okay so and you guys are like we love each other yeah we're, we're like I mean I don't know if we said we love each other but it was just you know we were on the high for four days sure um, and at some point I think I said to him you know my my parents are planning to take us to uh, Paris and London over Christmas break like wouldn't it be great if I after the trip ended came to visit you outside Manchester yeah so that was sort of the plan right and that was how uh, we ended things, you know, at, when he left Connecticut College. But there's one funny story that I wanted to add about that, which is, um, I think he came back to Connecticut College one more time to see me, and he flew into the Hartford Airport. And my best friend Martha drove me to the Hartford Airport to pick him up. And she and I still laugh about this moment. I was in the airport looking for him. I was going up an escalator, and he was coming down. <laughs> and she was watching from the car, and she could see us like crossing. Yeah. And but not seeing each other, and it was like one of those most oh very awkward God. moments. <laughs> that she and I still laugh you about. You didn't have a cell phone. Yeah. So um, yeah, no cell that's so funny. Um, so when okay, so. Y- he goes back to England. You're at college. Yes. Are you guys like writing letters to each other? Yeah, how do you do Talking that? on the phone? Not much phone. I believe I wrote a lot of letters. Okay. And it was like the, it was the, my friends and I spent all semester like talking about what's going to happen when I go back to oh, see him and yeah. like creating stories and how magical and special and incredible the trip was and you're like not you're not into other guys right now you're like yeah you have a boyfriend in england yeah Yeah, of course and then i remember i went home to chicago for thanksgiving uh this 
you know, the month before I right. left for Europe. And I remember calling him so excited because I could make long distance phone calls from my At parents' home, yeah. phone, like dragging the long cord into my room and sl- <laughs> slamming the door. And he sounded a little, something sounded different in his voice. I'm like, I can't wait. I'm going to see you. And I could hear, like, he was kind of shutting down, but he didn't say not to come. Mm-hmm. So I was still going. And how, so how long were you, so you were going, like, to Paris and London with your family, yeah. and then, like, how long were you going to stay with him? Right. Well, that's, that's a good question. I, I can't, when I look back at it, it wasn't two days. It was, like, six days. <laughs> right. Cause so, yeah. Yeah, so, so you I had to, like, to... book a separate flight from your oh, family. Yeah. Like, they went home. Yes, everyone yeah. home. My and your family home. knew about him and what no. you were going to do in Manchester. Yes. My yeah. sister and I, in fact, planned the outfit that I was going to oh, wear of course. when he would pick me up at the train. Oh. Sure. Right. So uh, my, par- my brother and sister and parents fly back to Chicago, and I take the train to Manchester for what I think is going to be the most dreamy five days yeah. of yeah. my a life. A whirlwind romance. But of course. Yeah. Um, and it, sadly, it was not to be. <laughs> the second Martin picked me up at the train, I could just, something was wrong. Like, yeah, he didn't. He was over me. He was done. But you would have. Th- it would have been nice if he had told me. Right. So and 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 it just. If I had known, it would have been devastating. But I wouldn't have gone to see him. It would have. Right. You yeah. would have gone home with your family. Of course. Yes. <laughs> so he picked me up at the train, and I think the first thing we did, we might have gone to McDonald's. And then he said, you're going to need to get some food while you're with me because you're staying in my house, like with my roommates. So we went to the grocery store. I bought yogurt and a few boxes of couscous. (sighs) And we got back to the house outside Manchester. It was freezing. There were 10 sweaty, smelly college boys there watching football and talking about Kylie Minogue. (laughs) And I lived in that house for like three or four days. Oh, my God. And every night we would go to the pubs to drink. One day we went to Nottingham to visit his big brother. Um, in fact, one, one day I left and went to see my friend Debbie, who went to the University of Leeds, just so I could get out. Again, yeah. I don't know why I just didn't come home. Yeah. Maybe I was kind of secretly hoping it would get a little better. Do so you, did, did it ever? No, I think we finally had a heart-to-heart. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? And he said, he's like, you know, my brother, Chris, He's at, when camp was over, I told him about you and how much I like you. Chris said... It's not going to work out. Forget it. Get over her. It's done. Like, she's American. You're English. You need to move on. So that was sort of the takeaway that I got from from the five days that we spent together. Chris really blew up your spot. When you went to not. Yeah. Yeah. And he was a little... Yeah, Chris he was, was lovely. Well, I mean, he was... He of course he was Martin, nice. If you think Martin's cute, you should have seen Chris. Yeah, oh. but Chris was the them. one who... Uh, yes. Now, maybe that was what Martin right, told right. me. I don't like, know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so who knows? But I just I have this memory of Martin driving me to the airport in Manchester um, at like six in the morning to get my flight, and like me just hysterical. Yeah. And um, the band The Laws, we, the, which they were uh, their British band from way back when, their tape was playing sort of over and over again. So whenever I happen to hear those songs now, you're just taken yeah, right back. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, and then, so Martin broke your heart. Martin broke my heart. But so, as if that wasn't bad enough, then a year later, I am back in London for my semester abroad. Oh, yeah. Oh. And Junior year. Yeah. yeah. And I'm um, living in the heart of London. I'm having a blast. I've moved on. And some of our camp friends have, are now backpacking in Europe. So, it's the American girls that I was counselors with. So, they're coming over to Europe. 
and they're staying with me in my dorm in London, and they've organized a get-together uh-huh. at Bar Roomba, um, <laughs> which is like the hot Latin bar sure. in London, um, and, and Martin's coming. So so I just as I thought I was done with him, you know, we all meet at the bar, and I had a lot of my American friends with me, and this is another story we laugh about, because I was the bouncer let me into the bar, my American, he, he rejected my American friends. Huh. Instead of me saying, I'm going to come with you, of course, I said, bye, li- bye guys, see you later. I'm staying because I wanted to see Martin. But my friends to this day talk about how rude I am, which <laughs> I was, because that I made them leave. So I had another moment at Bar Rumba with Martin. What happened? What happened? It was terrible. I mean, we, we said like two words to each other. He would barely speak to me. But the redeeming part of that night was that I met a, a guy named Javier, who was Spanish, who then from Seville, and I was going to study in Seville the next semester. Oh, wow. So Javier, who I met at Barumba, then became my boyfriend. Perfect. In Seville, yeah. Oh, thank God oh, for thank Javier. God. Honestly. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, Martin, stop being such a little dud. I know. It's a little leading on. Yeah. So did Martin ever go back to camp? Do you know? Oh, yeah. So then. Oh, I don't like that he keeps going back to camp. I know. Then the next summer I was in Chicago. Like, well, you're not invited back. P- yeah. He found out. <laughs> yeah. Working for PR firm, like hearing bits and pieces about what was happening at Walden. Yeah. Right. And I overheard, I heard through the grapevine that Martin had a new girlfriend named Jenny. American? To, yeah. Mm. University of Michigan. Ugh. That killed me. Because I thought he was not supposed to fall in love with any more. American yeah. girls, girls. That right? That's what Chris told him. Yeah. 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 Wow. It probably broke Jenny's heart too. Yeah. I mean, I so. he looks I'm like sure. a heartbreaker, yeah, honestly. Right? Is this in your? This picture's in your dorm room, huh? Yeah. So that's my. Yeah. Dorm room <laughs> yeah. You can see that I did Look not at- have an empty wall. Oh, I had God. to have everything covered with Calvin Klein ads and photos of my high school friends at prom. Of course. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That was. That's an amazing story. And so, uh, you never went back to camp. Right? That no. was the end of your camp career. Right. But now your kids go to camp. Now my kids go to camp. Okay. That's yeah. good. It yeah. didn't scar you too much. No. It was very it was super important for me to. What yeah. kind of camp do they go to? Um, they go. So my daughter's at an all girls camp called Waikasuda. Oh, we've heard of that. Yeah. yeah. It's a great camp. Yeah. I mean, it's like a Walden. Yeah. It's in, New, it's in New Hampshire. Cool. And my husband went to a camp called Kiwaden in oh, Vermont. Oh, we know that one too. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Eisner actually wrote a book about it. Yes, yes, yes that's, of why, that's why I know about it. Yeah. yeah. And so my husband said to me, he said, Simon is going to Kiwaden. Oh, Simon, yeah. cute name. It's a good name. Also, because it, Simon was in honor of uh, Simon LeBon from Duran Duran, oh. who I was a huge fan of when I was younger and who <laughs> was a client of mine many years ago. Oh. So Peter said, our son is going to Kuwaitan, and that's it. Is it all boys camp? Uh, it's an all boys camp. Okay. And it's a little bit like Manitowish where I went. It yeah. is a hardcore, like it's a hiking, canoeing. Yeah. And my son says, you know, he's like, I can do two more years, but I don't think I can go when I'm 12 because it's just, it's like a month long canoe trip. Okay. I want to be, be playing soccer. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you could find another. There's a camp yeah. for every kid. Yeah. Um, so your husband went to camp. Yeah. So he, too. He's a camp guy. That's He's good. a camp guy. That was part of, like, our bond. Yeah. He spent several years at Kuwaitin. And then one, somehow he ended up at a, at a camp in Colorado mm. where they send kids who have misbehaved. Mm. Oh. Uh, it was like an accident that he was sent there. It's a long story. <laughs> Getting back here to talk about yeah. it. He was stuck in the woods, like skinning squirrel, you know, thrown in the woods <gasps> for three days, like yeah. forced to find your food. And I think they gave you like a jug of water. <laughs> and that was it. And then I think he went on to be a counselor at Kuwaitin for a couple of years. Okay. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, did you ever see Martin again after that, after Roomba? 
bar room. That was it. That, that was, was it. The last time. I mean, that he's on it. socials, so every once in a while, I he pops he up. pops up. But I, yeah, I've never, I haven't seen him since then. Now, was no. there any reaction when Camp Camp the book came out with your chapter in it? Well, that's a good question because that sort of revived all of this. Again. Yeah, mm-hmm. now, that was in two thousand eight, so this, that was twelve years ago. And maybe what was the also just backing up from there? What was the process of uh, the author and Roger and is it Julie? Yes, who wrote I, the book, yes. reaching out to you, and how, how did this occur? So Roger and I had a lot of mutual friends, yeah. and I had heard from he's, Roger. He's a great guy, we know him. Yeah, he knows, yeah. I mean, who doesn't know of Roger? Of course, yeah. it's impossible not to. Right, and I had heard from Roger, or I had heard through the grapevine that he was interviewing people for a book hmm. about camp, and I said, I have to talk to him, and, like, and, I, and my sister and was talking British, to him. And he's British, so he was probably like, yes, we must have some British <laughs> Yes, and also he did the same program, the Hobble Named Drawer, British program to Israel that mm, I had done. Cool. Oh, okay. just, so we had some mutual yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah. Just, um, so I remember we met at a coffee shop in um, yeah, Union Square, and he was like frantically taking notes. <sighs> and then he came back to me and was like, okay, we went over the notes, and this is the story that we want you to tell. I the see. English so you story. told him kind of a whole bunch of things, yes. and this was the one that he was like, this is compelling, this is interesting. I hadn't even realized that this was the juiciest story. <laughs> yeah. he, had to po- he had to bring that to my attention. Cool. And, and your he, sister and has a story in here, too. Yes, about her experiences at Birch Trail. Oh, cool. Oh. Yeah. Well, I haven't well, seen you, you have yeah. a brother and a sister? Yes. And so they all went to different, you all went to different camps. Right. I don't know how that happened. He went to a camp called, a Jewish camp called Camp Shy. Oh, we know Shy, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she went to Birch Trail. But out of the three of us, I was definitely the most passionate about sleepaway camp. The cool. biggest camper. Yeah, the happiest sure. camper. Most definitely. <laughs> wow. Okay, so the book comes out. What year? So the book comes out, I believe it's 2008. Yep. Now this was pre-social media, so there wasn't a lot of... It was early social yeah. media, it yeah. Was, okay, yes, it was <laughs> early social media. But there wasn't a lot of shout-outs about, you know, you weren't seeing, there was no one talking about it on Facebook mm-hmm. or Instagram. 2008, yeah. However, the highlight was that I got a personal email from Lisa Loeb, the singer. I love her. Oh. Yeah, and she said to me, I'm doing a show at Joe's Pub mm-hmm. about camp, tied to my new album about camp that's coming out. Yeah. So you talk to her and she's like I want to invite you to be part of the show um and and so there were a couple other people but I got to go up and read my chapter and they had a slideshow and we showed Martin's pictures and we showed you know I think the mixtape and so that that was really fun for me that's That's awesome I love that and then also that summer I started hearing from some people that I was friends with at Walden who had seen the book. Yeah. So my friend Eric Michaels reached out to me, who now lives back in Birmingham, Michigan. Uh-huh. Um, and he said to me, you know, I heard about the book. Um, in fact, I'm going to buy a copy. And, and funny enough, I'm in contact with Martin. So... Uh, I'm going to forward you an email exchange that Martin and I had about the book, and I think you're going to find it pretty funny. Amazing. Yeah. Can I read it to you guys? Yes, please. So this is from Eric to Martin, April 16th, 2008. Hey, Martin. Julie sent me an advanced copy, and there is a three-page story in the book written by Rebecca Rosen, my maiden name, about you. Hilarious. Just Hilarious. I've attached a copy of the story. Enjoy. You really had an effect on her, apparently. <laughs> when the book is published, I will send you a copy. Okay, now the best part is Martin's reply to Eric. Holy shit. <laughs> I am in shock. That has made me cry with laughter, probably because it's all true. Absolute classic. 
Not sure if I'm supposed to be embarrassed or not. Please send me a copy and I will send you the money. <gasps> Cheers, Martin. Okay, and then Eric replies, hilarious, isn't it? Not embarrassing at all. You definitely made your mark. Okay, then Martin writes back, and this is my favorite. Priceless. My wife will wet herself. <laughs> and that wow. was the end. Yeah. So again, that was 12 years ago. Okay, oh my so God. your heartbreak is <laughs> hilarious. Thank you for thinking it's funny. And priceless. Yeah. No, this oh. is fun. Like, yeah. what they said is funny. Oh, yes. No, you're right. <laughs> We're with you. Yeah. We think okay. we, he yeah. needs to learn. He needed to learn how to communicate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's the issue. Is that hilarious? Yeah. He could learn yeah. to communicate. A little right. bit. Yeah, for sure. That's my take. Also, yeah. I, I appreciate that he said all true. Like, mm-hmm. that's good that he, yes. he, he recollects it the same way that you do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. I agree. Yeah. That's great. Because you amazing. seem to have a really sharp memory. And he says it's right. right. <laughs> my memory is always getting me into trouble. And this is the same with my, my siblings. Because yeah. we remember everything. Yeah. And when we sometimes we'll see people on the street and we'll say hi to them they and they'll will. think I'm a stalker. <laughs> but like my sister remembers every outfit she wore, just like the, her oh first gosh. day of school outfits. Um, so I'm always like sort of having to apologize for remembering too much about that person that <laughs> told me a story when we were 13. So funny. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh man, Martin. Wow. My wife will, will wet, wet herself. Right? Isn't that the best line? <laughs> so good. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you both landed on your feet, I guess, but... Uh, Took a Martin, couple years man. to recover from it. I know. Yeah. That was a big harp. I mean, honestly, I think it probably would have been better for you if he had just ended it, like, when he got... Right? Like, if you hadn't yes. gone there and spent those six miserable yeah. days, you probably would you know you just never would have seen him again and it wouldn't have been so horrible well it certainly makes for a better story now it does certainly my heart would have been you know my conscience i just would have been a better my heart would have been in a better place right if we had just ended it right right wow what a good story love it yeah um do you have any other stories in here that's your big one well there is a story in here about my first hand job oh oh my god (laughs) please i wasn't gonna tell you guys because i'm like with um I think I had mentioned to you that I had a boyfriend named Juan Pablo Perez. Yes, oh, we've yeah. heard. Yeah, in Maine Teen Camp. So, um, from Puerto Rico. Yeah, from Puerto Rico. So but the story that I talk about here was when I was dating Paul, um, and everyone the summer we were 14, everyone had to give a hand job. Like, that was what the girls <laughs> were talking about. And so I remember, so. You know, the summer of 14. Yes. Um, so that was the last night of camp. And I remember the pressure was on. We were everyone was like making out in the woods, and I was like, "I'm gonna do it because I have to go back and tell my friends I did it." Oh my god! Um, so oh I remember god. that there a was hand a dance. Yeah, I remember that there we were listed, There was a dance that night, and I remember Bizarre Love Triangle by New Order was playing, and I was like, "Okay, this is it. I'm gonna go out into the woods," and I did it. It was quick, and I had done it, and I was so relieved that I had done it, and I could go back and tell my friends. But but I do want to I do have want to read this note. Um, he had Paul gave me like a goodbye note at the end of the summer. Dear Rebecca, I had the best summer of my life with you. <laughs> I, bet he I did. will miss you. You have the most beautiful eyes in the whole world. Love Paul. P.S. Remember. I will always love you. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? I mean, it's also very sweet. We were 14. <laughs> that is very yeah, sweet. Yeah, Paul was a cutie. I can't. He was oh. uh, He was a delight. Oh. <sighs> yeah. Wow. A lot of firsts. A lot of firsts. A lot of firsts that can. That's wow. for sure. Yeah. We 
I don't know. I went to all girls camp. I didn't have the opportunity. <laughs> did you have <laughs> mixers? We did. We yes. did. But like the counselors were pretty aggressive about like not letting right. us like leave with a boy. Right. Like I definitely made out with a boy on the porch of a uh, of one of the like the dance hall had a porch, and I went out there with him and we made out. But uh, no hand jobs at camp, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Rebecca, thank you so much for coming on and telling this story. This was so fun. Thank I'm you so much. Me. Thank you. Um, is there? Do you have anything you want to plug or anything like that? Um, well, I let's see. I'm a I'm a publicist. Uh-huh. For, I'm actually a senior uh, vice president of publicity for Shorefire Media. Okay. Which is a Brooklyn-based entertainment, arts, and culture PR firm. Awesome. Okay. So if you're looking for some good PR, Shorefire is where you got to go. Find Rebecca there. (laughs) Um, Check us out at happycamperspodcast.com and our Instagram handle, happycamperspodcast. Yeah, spread the word and pick up a copy of Camp Camp. Yeah, it's a great book. I love it so much. Yeah, it's a special one. Um, All right. Well, day is done. Gone the sun. We out. (laughs) Bum, bum, bum.